You're listening to the Sports Roundtable Show, home to the NFL's New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Alabama Crimson Tide, Pensacola Ice Flyers, NBA's New Orleans Pelicans, Catholic High Football, and interviews fans have been waiting to hear. Cam Jordan joining us here. You think the Senior Bowl's changed since when he played? I hope it's changed. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody gets better. These kids now are so talented. We're joined by Clay Matthews. Ultimately, it's the career which you have in that spring that this senior bowl provides for all of us. Paul Chestnut, I've been on his show, and he's with his son, Matthew. First of all, it's great getting the Tampa Bay Lightning for players sure. for my son, yes. but to meet Sidney Crosby, yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. All the games, all the names, all you need to know. Host Paul Chestnut breaking down the sports that matters. We've been doing the show together now for 20 years. Appreciate you having me on in the early years of the magazine, and I uh, look forward to doing the show with you another 20 years. Dave, hey, Paul Chestnut here. Pensacola has adopted the Tampa Bay Lightning as their NHL team. And the Lightning have one big banner up, and it's going to be joined by another big banner for winning the Stanley Cup. He shoots and scores! The Pensacola Ice Flyers are SPHL champions! Pensacola's best sports and host Paul Chestnut. The Sports Roundtable Show with Paul Chestnut is on the air. Are you ready? Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome. It's the Wednesday edition Sports Roundtable Show. Yeah, we are at midweek. We got a lot going on here during the course of the week as we get ready for the big, big uh, sports weekend. Jimmy Cagle's our producer, Paul Chestnut, with you as today's show being presented to you by good friends at Sandy Sansing Nissan. Sandy Sansing Nissan, located right on the corner. Airport Boulevard, Highway 29, and Car City. Check out all of the September savings going on as we speak. Sandy Sansing Nissan, right on the corner, Airport Boulevard, Highway 29, Car City. We're going to be joined by the Hall of Famer. We're going to dive into last night, Blue Wahoos game one playoff uh, win against Montgomery. They're up one game to none. They, they could uh, move on to the championship series. With a win tomorrow night, we're going to hear from Zach Schroeder, Jacob Littner. Yeah, there's segment coming up. Get ready for it. It's after Crimson Tide today with Roger Hoover. And my son, Maddie, and I, we were on the campus of University of West Florida yesterday. We checked out the, the practice, UWF football, getting ready for a huge game. This is a game that can determine the season for both uh, teams. West Georgia, mighty West Georgia walks in Saturday night. We uh, talked to head coach Caleb Nobles. We'll play that interview for you as well later on in the show. But last night, playoffs be- began. Blue Wahoos went into Montgomery. They get the early lead. They hang on and win. We got the Hall of Famer, Bill Valona, joining us to talk about it. He wrote about it uh, last night for the Blue Wahoos, bluewahoos.com for minor league baseball as well. It's all over the place now with this story um, where, where you want to see it and what happened. And he's kind of up to share some time, busy schedule, because they got playoffs uh, tomorrow night. And, Bill, welcome. How you doing on this Wednesday? Hey, Paul. I'm doing very good. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, gosh, we're almost uh, first day of fall is coming up. Yeah, it, it is. The weather, you can feel it. It's changing. You got uh, fall baseball playoff weather, fall football weather, 
Next thing you know, ice flyer is beginning. Lightning today, they started training camp. We'll get what Steven Stamp goes out to say about his contract extension. But, Bill, all right, there you were. You, you covered the game last night. Uh, Blue Wahoos against the Montgomery Biscuits, Tampa Bay Rays, double-A affiliate here, Rays baseball in the playoffs on Fox Sports, the Fame 101.1. But Blue Wahoos got the win. Uh, share with us your thoughts. Well, Paul, it was, a, it was one of their uh, most complete games that they've played, uh, certainly in uh, in a while. A very good 5-2 victory. You know, they jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. The, you know, in postseason, you got to have guys um, that maybe uh, weren't always uh, in the limelight during the regular season step up last night. Bennett Hostedler, uh, who came here as a catcher, uh, then became uh, – now became their regular first baseman, replacing Troy Johnson, who's doing so well in AAA uh, for the Miami Marlins organization. Bennett last night had an, an, a memorable, memorable career game. He did two home runs, three RBIs, three runs scored. All of the Blue Wahoos' runs last night were uh, came off of home runs. Three were hit. Uh, Jake Thompson, who just joined this team September 1st, had a solo homer. So they had a 3 nothing lead. Luis Palacios gave them a, a very quality start. The bullpen was outstanding. Dylan Bice in the ninth inning was dynamite, struck out the side. I mean, they were, they were locked in last night and played very well. Now they come back here tomorrow night. Could be the clinching game. They've got, you know, it's a best of three series, a short series. Uh, Patrick Monteverde, who has the most wins on the staff and had such a great season, will be on the mound tomorrow night for the Blue Wahoos. Now, I want to bring up that that game will start tomorrow night at Blue Wahoos Stadium at 6.05, not 6.35. We've moved it up a half hour something we're trying out here for the playoffs. All of the playoff games would be at 6.05. It's also a one-price ticket, something else we're trying throughout the playoffs. $20 in advance, $22 at the gate the, the night of the game. It will include the best available seats, so anything behind home plate that's available, anything behind the dugout that's available. also includes a hot dog, chips, and a soft drink. One price uh, seat, best available seats. Also, people are going to be able to bring their dogs. Uh, we, you know, we had a great year with the Dog on Tuesday promotion that we did. We're carrying it uh, tomorrow, Friday, if we play Friday, and then next week if we advance. So, this is going to be a uh, you know a plan that we're going to have uh, for as many playoff games as we play. Obviously, uh, the hope is that tomorrow uh, Monteverde gives a uh, strong start and, and this team plays the way they did last night. It should be fine, and they can clinch. It would be good to see them clinch at home and then move on to the championship round. And in the championship round, Last night, uh, Tennessee Smokies, uh, the Chicago Cubs affiliate, defeated uh, the Chattanooga Lookouts, the Cincinnati Reds affiliate, 3-1. to one. 
that game was in Tennessee. Now that series shifts to Chattanooga. Uh, also best of three. Well, uh, Kevin Smoke Randall got to be feeling pretty pleased the way the game went last night. Couldn't get a better the the, the way it all a better start and the way that it all ended up. Everything happened that he said uh, that the team needed to win in the playoffs. In here, uh, as you mentioned, Patrick Monteverdi, you know, it, it's uh, going with him. You know, one of your ace all throughout the the season. So things. Looking pretty good here for the Blue Wahoos going into the game tomorrow night. You see similarities here from uh, this year team compared to uh, last year when they won it all. Well, you know, Paul, last year's team obviously at this point had Yuri Perez back, and everybody knows now Yuri Perez, one of the top pitchers in Major League Baseball. Blue Wahoos fans got to see him last year, and and. A little, a good portion of this year, really special talent. They also had Dax Fulton, uh, lefty that got injured this year, but was really dominant last year at the end of the year. They also had Sean Reynolds, great reliever that that was here. So a different kind of team. But the big thing, Paul, with this team, man, they have swung the bats unlike any team in Blue Waters history. They, you know, with the three home runs they hit last night. This team has now hit the third most home runs in the Southern League since 1964, uh, 166 home runs. And that's a lot of home runs. And so this team has had more pop than uh, the first, the Kevin Randall's 2021 team, and then last year's team that won the championship. Um, and of course that, you know, that showed up again last night, obviously with three home runs in that game. Uh, that's the big difference. And, you know, uh, credit to the, to the Miami Marlins organization, the guys that have moved up here from uh, high a Beloit have all, have all contributed and made an impact. That's a good sign for the organization. Obviously the Marlins are in a playoff race themselves, and right now they would make the playoffs if the season ended today. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, this team has really shown the depth and um, the pitching. The pitching has been solid all year, and you just now when you have a short season, you just got to have a dominant starter, and that's what they got last night, and hopefully – that's what shows up with Patrick on uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, I mean, most of the players that uh, won the first half championship uh, for the uh, Blue Wahoos, they're basically up in, in AAA, some in, 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 the, in the majors. Uh, and it does say a lot for the minor league organization here for the uh, for the Marlins and everything that they've done. It's, it's pretty strong, isn't it? I mean, they, this has been a pretty decent year. Uh, what, what, what is it, uh, you know, with uh, – I saw what on Twitter, social media, uh, Catholic High alumni, uh, McCancy. Jordan McCancy. Jordan McCancy laid down a bunt to win a game. They won the championship, Correct. As well? Yeah, they well they won that first round game. I've kind of I don't know whether that series yeah. is over or not, but they, you know, um, they play, they have played well. Uh, Beloit had the most turnover 
because they're the high A affiliate, but they they finished strong. Jacksonville is, has played well in the second half of the year. So, yeah, it's, a, it's all good signs when your minor league teams are competitive. So and even the Marlins, I I, I saw last night just you know uh, on social media with uh, some of the daily reporters, beat reporters there for the Marlins saying, "Hey, we got to win six, six of ten. We won six of ten or something like that." The remaining games, they 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 think that uh, they will get in. So all's well. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night, six o'clock, with the first pitch. What works out of we're going to be there our afternoon show. Four to five broadcasting from there uh, tomorrow. So I'm uh, really looking forward uh, to that uh, uh, tomorrow. Four to five, uh, the afternoon uh, sports roundtable uh, show. Four to five from Blue Wahoo Stadium before game number two of the playoff series. Okay, let's switch gears, uh, Bill, a little bit. What a day. What an announcement we saw yesterday morning. Let's uh, switch a little bit to football here before we get into UWF, which you're writing a story for their game program for Saturday. How about Josh Sitton, huh? Uh, The last 30 days have been something for him. Green Bay Packers uh, Hall of Fame inducted there. And then yesterday, yesterday morning, the Pro Football Hall of Fame comes on out with uh, the uh, uh, nominees, early nomination, 103 names. For the class of 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame, and of course they'll, they'll uh, get it down to 25 sometime around January. But uh, Josh Sitton, one of 173, you may say, "Well, 173—that's a lot." Now, there's so many players have played in the National Football League, and here is Josh Sitton, the first time he's on the ballot. You know that he's av- available. He's one of 173 names. That's a that's outstanding stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Paul. I mean, it's you know, Josh was had a had a lengthy and very very good NFL career with the Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears, and then unfortunately in Miami he got injured. Uh, we he was playing well. I remember going down to actually that training camp to talk to him that year before the opening game when he, when he was injured. But he had a very good NFL career at a, at a really tough position, um, being a tackle, and then he switched into guard um, and, and played both positions. And, um, you know, it's, again, uh, a, a tribute to – Obviously, his longevity that he played, and he had, he had a, a stretch where he didn't miss a game uh, when he was in Green Bay. Uh, that was huge. Won a Super Bowl rookie season with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Um, just a you know tremendous player, and then uh, really fortunate that he opted to. Settled back in Pensacola, built a business with Bear Construction. Uh, I know he's done wonder, wonderful things for his high school alma mater at Pensacola Catholic. You're, you know, obviously very familiar with the facility that he has helped make make there. But just a just a wonderful addition to the community now as a businessman, and um, it is. It's it's. It's truly special to just to be nominated for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and 
And uh, after, you know, being inducted into the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame, that's, that's tremendous stuff. Yeah, uh, the, and congratulations again to Josh and his entire family. All right, let's talk UWF football. We were there, took my son Manny. We saw the uh, afternoon practice yesterday. We talked to head coach Kayla Nobles. We're going to play the interview later on in the show. Uh, here comes uh, West Georgia. A big rivalry game, what I believe, 6 o'clock kickoff Saturday. You're writing a story for the game program. So if anybody gets a game program, they're going to see what uh, Bill Valona wrote about. And uh, your thoughts on this game, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is this this is obviously the second phase of the schedule. And this is the one that determines whether you can (laughs) qualify for the NCAA playoffs or not west georgia paul this has been the strangest series i think and 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 that i can ever think of Uh, the home team has never won in this game and so uwf is going to try to break that streak saturday night the home team has never won um in, in the years that these two teams have played and obviously UWF had a great playoff win at West Georgia. But and it, uh, the backdrop to this game is that West Georgia coach David Dean was at Valdosta State when UWF's first-year coach Caleb Nobles was the quarterback, mentored Caleb. So <laughs> here it is. This is so amazing. Think about this. This is Caleb's fourth game. And he's going against a, a guy that he, you know, played for. So it's pretty cool. West Georgia, for people who don't know, have, has decided to go to Division One. So they're going to be leaving the Gulf South Conference, and they're moving into Division One. a bold move, definitely. But they have very good facilities there. I've been to their campus. I've seen their athletic facilities, and they feel like they can they can do it. And, you know, there's enough teams in that area where they are, like Kennesaw State, Georgia State, North Alabama, that they can play. So they've made the decision to leave the Gulf South and Division Two and go into Division One. But this game Saturday night, you know, right now when you look at UWF, that loss they had to Florida A&M Division I school really won't hurt. But they've got to, uh, you know, they have certainly got to play strong football the rest of the way. I think, you know, they might be able to, to get another loss, but 9-2 you know, and two is probably what you're going to need to get into the playoffs. So, this is a huge game, and it'll be a special emotional game for Caleb Nobles going up against uh, a guy that he played against, played for at Valdosta State. Bill, thanks so much. Appreciate it. I know tonight for all Florida State Seminole fans, you were part of it. You witnessed it. You covered the team. 1999 National Championship game. Big story tonight, ACC Network, that will be taking place. Thanks so much for your time, Bill. Uh, looking forward to seeing you over at Blue Wahoo Stadium tomorrow, 4 to 5, with our Sports Roundtable show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. Hall of Famer Bill Valona joining us here, Wednesday edition, Sports Roundtable. 
presented by Sandy Sensing Nissan. We're on the corner Airport Boulevard Highway 29, Car City. Back with more on the FAM 101.1 FM. And the Pensacola Blue Wahoos have won the Southern League Championship. Playoff ticket packages are on sale now as the Pensacola Blue Wahoos look to defend their Southern League title. As many as four playoff games will be held at Blue Wahoo Stadium from September 21st to September 27th, including every game in which Pensacola could clinch a series win. Any unplayed games will be credited towards a regular season home game in 2024. Don't miss out as the Wahoos chase another championship. To purchase tickets, visit BlueWahoos.com. Hi, this is Barry Lintner from Lloyd's Auto Glass. I'm wondering if you are as tired as I am of being pushed to call centers when trying to schedule services from insurance companies, banks, healthcare providers, and the like. Going from one prompt to another, one recording to another, enter this, enter that, wait, hold again, now transferring, hold on. Uh, seriously, is this really better for consumers? I don't think so. Well, I have a solution at least for auto glass problems. You can avoid the 800 number hassle and just call Lloyd's directly. A real live local human will answer your call and efficiently manage your windshield claim and, if needed, camera calibration process for you. I promise you, you will receive the highest quality workmanship and convenient same-day service you deserve. 800 number call centers are only easier for the insurance company trying to cut claim costs. Protect your investment. Call Lloyd's. We'll keep it simple for you and do everything right the first time. 850-476-6340 or lloydsglass.com. There's the meaning of life. And then there's the meaning of life in Louisiana. It all breaks down to this. The food at Restaurant Nola. We take you beyond the bayous and introduce you to the food that makes dining a truly memorable experience. Our menu says it all. Shrimp, meat pies, andouille, the classic debris, sandwich, crabs, oysters, crawfish, jambalaya, boudin balls, mufaladas, gumbo, red beans, and rice. You get the idea. The Restaurant Nola. 523 East Gregory Street. The Restaurant Nola. Like no other. Are you ready to transform your outdoor space? All about paving and remodeling your premier destination for all your paving and remodeling needs. Need paver repairs? We've got you covered. Our experts can restore and repair your existing pavers, ensuring they look as good as new. And if you're working on a small project or need to match existing pavers, we offer antique pavers by the unit. 850-393-9705. 850-393-9705. To schedule your consultation, visit www.pensacolapaver.com. Back at you, Wednesday edition, Sports Roundtable Show. Jimmy Kigo, our producer, Paul Chestnut, with you. Presented to you today by our good friends at Sandy Sansing Nissan. Located right on the corner, Airport Boulevard, Highway 29, Car City. What about Steven Stamkos, captain? Tampa Bay Lightning this morning. It's media day. They start training camp. It's media day all over the place with the NHL teams. Listen to Lightning games. And, of course, the Ice Flyers, they start October 21. Fox Sports, the fame, one-on-one, Stamkos wants a contract extension. He tells the media he's disappointed in their talks. Very surprised. He called out management. Very surprised. Not done yet. That's a story. Rest of the way of the season, one of them will get done. Back with more on WPNN. Everything you need, every time you listen, depend on us. And the Pensacola Blue Wahoos have won the Southern League Championship. 
Playoff ticket packages are on sale now as the Pensacola Blue Wahoos look to defend their Southern League title. As many as four playoff games will be held at Blue Wahoo Stadium from September 21st to September 27th, including every game in which Pensacola could clinch a series win. Any unplayed games will be credited towards a regular season home game in 2024. Don't miss out as the Wahoos chase another championship. To purchase tickets, visit bluewahoos.com. Hi, this is Jacob Littner from Lloyd's Auto Glass with some serious food for thought. Just like you, I never give a second thought to the fact that I spend my travel time surrounded by glass. A transparent, durable, yet sometimes fragile product that for the most part we take for granted. Until it breaks. It keeps us all warm, cool, dry, and most importantly, safe. More comfort and safety features are being incorporated into Autoglass with each new model introduction. Don't trust anyone but the most highly skilled experts to repair, replace, and recalibrate your vehicle glass. We are the experts. Check our reviews, certifications, and awards. No one is even close. Don't be pushed to use the national networks. Insurance companies are just trying to cut costs. By law, you have the right to choose, so avoid the runaround and just call us directly, and we will handle everything for you and deliver the quality you deserve. Call Lloyd's Glass and experience real, live, local people that care. 800-72-GLASS or lloydsglass.com. We're going to enjoy it for about 24 hours because we got a short week. And then we're going to turn our attention to getting to 3-0. Yes, sir. You with me? Carr steps up and delivers downfield. Get a 50-50 ball. What a catch by Olave. The New Orleans Saints win their division matchup in Week 2, beating the Carolina Panthers 20-17. Coming up this Sunday, September 24th, the Saints travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Kickoff at noon. Catch all the Saints action on WPNN 103.7 on your dial. Seville Power Equipment, a historic fixture in the community for more than 39 years. Your local Briggs & Stratton dealer. Briggs & Stratton whole home generators are Forbes Magazine's number one rated generator with the most affordable Made in America component. Their 10-year warranty and legendary reliability is unmatched in the industry. Hurricane season is here, so don't get caught in a storm without your Briggs & Stratton generator. Seville Power Equipment has in stock right now 12, 20, and 26 kilowatt generators. Seville Power Equipment, located on 12th Avenue in East Hill, Pensacola. If you're not happy with a doctor's diagnosis, you get a second opinion. It works the same way with AC unit repairs. When you call Express Air Conditioning and Heating, it's called a free second opinion. If another company diagnoses a problem and you're not convinced it's real, we'll perform a free system evaluation and we won't even ask you who the other company is. Call 484 2484-3542 or visit expressairnow.com. Quality work, fast and fair. It's Express Heating and Air. Uh, we're moving along here. We're at Midweek Sports Roundtable Show. Jimmy Cagle is our producer. Paul Chestnut with you. Today's show presented to you by good friends at Sandy Sansing Nissan, located right on the corner, Airport Boulevard, Highway 29, Car City. Check out all the September savings going on, Sandy Sansing Nissan. We got Catholic High School football for you, undefeated 3-0, and one of the best teams, if not the best team in the panhandle right now, the Crusaders at 3-0, and undefeated, but the powerhouse is coming in for the home open, the first home game of the year for the Crusaders Friday night. We'll be there at 7.30. It will kick off 
The Teresa Optical and Associates pregame show begins at 7 o'clock, presented to you by the Blue Wahoos. Tomorrow night, Game 2 playoff series. It can advance with a win to the championship series. Check out BlueWahoos.com by Crusaders. Prince Avenue Christian on Fox Sports, the Fame 101.1 on Friday night. Now, this Prince Avenue team, we've been doing some homework on, on, on them. and They won a state championship last year. They're one of the top teams here out of Athens, Georgia, Georgia Bulldog territory. If you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, I may want to be at the, at the game. Listen to it. Bring the app, Fox Sports, uh, the, the fan app. The, but they have won games last week, 58 18, 42-13, 42-0, 52-21, 45-17. It's amazing. Uh, a powerhouse uh, that uh, that they have. So their they're, they're quarterback has already thrown for over 1,500 yards, 20 touchdowns. Uh, Friday night Catholic, Prince Avenue Christian High School, on Fox Sports, the fan 101.1. We're going to get to Zach Schroeder, Jacob Littner shortly. Here from UWF head football coach Caitlin Nobles. Time now, Crimson Tide today. Roger Hoover brought to you by good friends at Barnes Heating and Air. Barnes Heating and Air is a proud sponsor of Alabama football, serving the entire Pensacola community for over 50 years. Barnes Heating and Air is passionate about providing customers with world-class air conditioning and heating repairs, sales, and installation. Barnes Heating and Air is family-owned, insured, and committed to quality. For a free estimate, call 478-0141. Barnes Heating and Air is number one in customer service with service calls seven days a week. Call Barnes Heating and Air, 478-0141, and roll tide. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by Connecta Sausage, a true southern flavor since 1947, and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at ConnectaSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Tuesday's edition of Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, we were joined by Crimson Tide linebacker Deontay Lawson. You've been described as one of the leaders for the linebackers. Uh, we'll start with the defensive line. Who's really leading the way up there? Uh, I think Justin Aboyby, he's doing a good job um, trying to get them guys going. Uh, Jaheim Otis, he's, a, he's another good name. Uh, really all of them guys, they're, they're working hard. They're trying to do whatever they can to make us a, a good defense. How about in the secondary? Uh, yeah, Malachi Moore, yeah, he's been doing what he has to do, and that started in the offseason. Um, him, Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, really all of them guys. Caleb Downs has, has been a, a vocal leader as well. Um, so, I mean, with the help of those guys, I think we can get this thing going. Similar to last week, um, just rest together um, when we when we pressure and just keep them in the pocket. What kind of atmosphere do you want to see inside Brian Denny Stadium from our fans? I wanted to be lit. Uh, 3.30 game, uh, that's what we love, so it'll be a show for sure. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Kaneka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Crimson Tide Today brought to you locally by good friends at Barnes. Hitting an air, Nick Saban show Thursday night, tomorrow night, 6.30 to 8 with Eli Gold on WPNN. Billy Napier show 6 to 7 uh, Thursday night, Fox Sports the Fame 101.1. Then Bama 2.30 kickoff, Central Time kickoff against Ole Miss on WPNN, Gators against Charlotte, 6 o'clock on Fox Sports, the Fame 101.1. Okay, it is time for Zach Schroeder, Jacob Littner. We got Zach Schroeder in studio. Jacob Littner is uh, 
over at Florida State. Student at Florida State, he has checked out uh, the uh, two of the three games uh, for the Florida State uh, Seminoles, but uh, they join us now to get us uh, give us uh, their thoughts on some of the games over the weekend, what's going to happen this weekend as well. Zach, welcome. How, how are you doing on this Wednesday? Paul, I'm doing really good today. And, uh, hey, how about for the second week in a row, a Bucks win and a Saints win? Yeah, they are two and oh, but you gotta you gotta include the Atlanta Falcons because what I saw Desmond Ritter, he's a little bit better than what I thought uh, he was gonna be. Jacob Littner joins us on the phones in Tallahassee on the campus from Florida State, and Jacob, welcome. How you doing? I'm good, Paul. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have both of you. Okay, let's get the start. Uh, you you mentioned it, Zach. Saints two and zero, Bucks two and zero. Saints, of course, uh, will be taking on Green Bay noon kickoff. WPNN Bucks a Monday night game. Eagles six fifteen. Fox Sports the Fame one hundred one point one. But Zach, let's get your thoughts on that win Monday night for the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield and their win against the the Bears. Yeah, the Saints won that game against the Panthers twenty to seventeen. It really, game really should have been that. Shouldn't have been that close. They were up by at least two touchdowns there at the end in that fourth quarter, but Saints' defense slacked off a little bit and let the Panthers score. The Saints' offense was really sluggish in the first half. So, I mean, really, the Saints have always been a fourth-quarter team for the most part, so kind of expected it. But, yeah, that Saints' offense really hopefully can pick up here later on in the season. The Saints' defense, once again, is proving themselves to be an elite defense in the NFL this season uh, held held the Panthers to pretty much nine points the entire game until they scored later on. And the Saints' defense is just playing tremendously so far this season. Uh, in that second half, Chris Olave with a spectacular one-handed catch with his left hand in the second half there really sparked the Saints' offense in that game. Uh, unfortunately, Jamal Williams with the hamstring injury. So Tony Jones was in the game, and he was pretty much set up at the one-yard line for two touchdowns that game. And, uh, you know, Saints won with no Alvin Kamara once again. He is still out next week against the Packers, but he's back week four against the Bucks, and that'll be a great addition to that Saints offense later in the season. Now, the Bucks and Bears, Bucks won 27-17. Baker Mayfield really has been playing a lot better than I expected. I think anybody, really better than anybody expected. Yeah. And Mike Evans, once again, there was contract complications there, still rumors going on. But even though he's still playing for the team, he's playing great, very efficiently. And But one thing, Bears have been playing horrible football recently, though, so that's one thing to point out there. I think the Bucks should have won this game, but the Bucks face their biggest challenge this Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, Jacob, your thoughts, Saints, Bucks, both 2-0. and What do you think the Saints will do, too? Uh, as a play at Green Bay Sunday, and the Bucks get a home game Monday night against the Eagles. Your thoughts on the way those two teams have started out? Yeah, I think it's uh, important for these teams, like the Bucks, to be getting wins outside of the division because um, we know the division is not necessarily super strong when it comes to talent makeup, but I do think they will beat each other up a bit. A bit. But I like what the Saints and Bucks got off to. I really like Baker Mayfield, how he started looking at the Saints game. Michael Thomas had a really cool catch in the red zone. It's nice to see him back a bit. Um, the one thing I note on the Saints is 
Derek Carr seems to have a lot of miscommunication with receivers, especially Michael Thomas, just multiple times running the wrong route and throwing the wrong ball. Uh, he also threw a pick into triple coverage. Von Bell got one for the Panthers, which was a little bit rough, but again, working out early season stuff. Bryce Young has no weapons to throw to. No one can separate on that offense. Adam Thielen is the only guy he trusts, but even him, he's in 33, I believe, and can't separate like he used to. Uh, the Olave catch was sweet, and Rashid Shahid got dialed up a deep ball again late in the fourth quarter. It's like that's the go-to guy in that late fourth quarter. In the Buccaneers game, I think one of the most interesting things that happened in this game was the Bears calling the same play three times in a row, being a um, little slip screen, and on the second time or on the third time, sorry, um, Shaq Barrett reached up, picked it for a pick six to put that game away. Big concerns for the Bears, but on the Buccaneers side, Baker Mayfield, like you guys said, playing really above what everyone expected. All he needs to be is above average, and this team can make something happen. So 317 yards and that touchdown will get it done. Mike Evans, another great day. And um, Fields is Fields is very rough in this game, so take it with a little grain of salt, but don't discount. Good win, 2-0 and for both teams. Great to see Okay, Jacob, what's going to happen? Saints at Green Bay Bucks Monday night game against the Eagles. Who wins? Saints at Green Bay, it'll be interesting to see how the very young and inexperienced Green Bay wide receiver core fares up against Alante Taylor and Marshawn Lattimore. Very good secondary, Marcus May as well. So I think I'm going to have the Saints winning this one, but I think it will be a very close game again, kind of like the Atlanta Green Bay game this week. I'll have the Saints getting this one, though, just due to that matchup. And then for the um, Buccaneers game, I'm going to have the hmm, I'm going to have the Eagles winning this one, and I really think that I like the linebacker core for the Bucks, but I think this Eagles O line and running game is just ridiculous, and uh, I, I don't think that I don't think that Baker will be good enough, especially against this pass rush. That's my biggest concern is that Baker isn't one to create out of structure much. And this pass rush makes every quarterback create out of structure. So we've seen Baker in the pocket very often early on in this season, which has led to his success, and he won't be able to do that this week. I think this Eagles pass rush will shut them down, and I don't think they'll score much, honestly. Okay, Zach, Saints at Green Bay, box home to the Eagles. Do both of them go to 3-0? and so I'm going to have to agree with Jacob here on both of his takes. Mm-hmm. I think Saints at Green Bay, it's probably the toughest challenge they've faced this season so far in week three. Um, I mean, the big question I have is, can the Saints offense be more productive here in the first half? And, you know, Saints defense, I think they'll do their thing. I think they should lock down Jordan Love's offense, but you never know. I mean, they do have young receivers, so I think Saints defense is definitely going to lock them down here, hopefully. Uh, but... Um, I think Saints win 30-24 here at this game. Um, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't see Saints losing to Green Bay, but you never know. Bucks versus Eagles. Eagles are favored, and, I mean, as they should be. They were just in the Super Bowl. Toughest game, I think, for the Buccaneers this season. And the game is at Raymond James Stadium, but I don't know. It's going to be a tough game for the Bucks to pull off. But the Bucks won't make it easy, though, I can tell you that, for the Eagles. But I think the Eagles win 27-24 here in this game. <laughs> Well, I think it comes down to it's all on Jordan Love. Can he finish a game? He couldn't do that against the Falcons. It's all on the quarterback for the Packers. 
in order. If the Green Bay wants to win at home, tough place to play. Uh, Saints Green Bay noon kickoff Sunday. I won't be surprised if the Buccaneers pull off an upset against the Eagles at home. Baker Mayfield may continue playing over his head. We'll see. All right, college football. Uh, Zach, let's get your thoughts. Three games. Uh, Bama, Ole Miss, uh, Florida State, Clemson, Colorado, Oregon. Those three games, what do you think? All right, starting off with Bama and Ole Miss. Bama's favored by seven points. The game is in Tuscaloosa at Brian Denny Stadium. Jalen Milrow was named the starter, which is interesting. Uh, You know, one thing I saw against Bama and Texas, I was surprised to see Bama didn't really pull or, you know, they didn't uh, design any QB run plays for Milrow, and that's a specialty. You know, I, he's really athletic, kind of like a, a Lamar Jackson. He's very athletic, and he can run the ball. Um, but kind of like similar to Taysom Hill on the Saints, you know. So I'm surprised they didn't, you know, design some plays for Milrow. Um, but I think they keep Ole Miss, the defense on their toes, hopefully, if they design some plays for Milrow here. And Bama's defense needs to pressure Jackson Dart, uh, Ole Miss quarterback, and they need to keep him running. They also they need to keep him from running. And they keep him in the pocket and maybe get some interceptions. But I think Bama wins this game 31-28. So FSU at Clemson. Uh, the game's at Clemson. FSU's favored to win, barely. And I don't know. It's kind of questionable to me because FSU barely beat Boston College, which was very surprising to me. FSU has proven they can win big games, obviously took care of LSU week one, but and Clemson lost to Duke, and I don't think this Clemson is not the same Clemson we saw when you know Alabama and Clemson were the top dogs. But So I think FSU wins a high-scoring game here, 45-42 is my prediction. Now Colorado-Oregon, very interesting game here. Oregon's the best team Colorado's come up, come, faced this season. Uh, I don't know, it's Colorado – just coming off a very tough win against Colorado State. Travis Hunter, very unfortunate. He's out for a few weeks. He's missing big games against this week, Oregon, and the next week, USC. So tough back-to-back games. Oregon is the 21-point favorite here. And I think if Colorado can even make this a game in the first place, I think Deion, you know, Deion Sanders can prove that their Colorado is here to compete in the coming years if they can make this game against Oregon and USC next week. You know, They can compete against these great teams. Jacob, your thoughts, Florida State, Clemson, Bama, Ole Miss, Colorado, Oregon. I think that Garrett Riley, the new offensive coordinator for Clemson, got off to a really rough start, and there's a lot of hope behind him. But I think they'll get back on track, and I really like Cade Klubnick and all he is. Mm. So I really – and um, also Will Shipley, the running back. But I think I'm going to have Clemson taking this one in Death Valley, 31-21 to over FSU, 10-point win. And then moving on to the Bama Ole Miss game, I really like what I've seen out of Lane Kiffin and this Ole Miss team so far, and I don't think this Alabama team is actually good this year at all. The offensive line was supposed to be top five in the nation, and it looks bottom five. It looks absolutely horrible, and that's not something that fixes in one week no matter what you do. I have Ole Miss winning this one by 11, 38 to 27. And then Colorado versus Oregon, um, you know, it's a great story. Uh, we just saw this Colorado team without Travis Hunter should have honestly got beat by Colorado State, who won three games last year. So I have this being an absolute blowout, 42-18, to 18, Oregon beating Colorado. Mm. Um, Travis Hunter's a big deal. He's a big deal. Just having to even them for Oregon to go into the film room this week and not have to address Travis Hunter 
is a whole world of a difference. So this will be a this will be a pretty bad game for Colorado. Ah, they got a lot more momentum. I don't, I can't see Oregon blowing them up. The uh, it's going to be close games. Zach, you're shaking your head here. Right? You don't agree with the Jacob, huh? I don't think so. Forty two fourteen is kind of steep, <laughs> that, but that is. It is. And what about what about the Colorado State game? That is true, but I mean, Colorado State's just like a rivalry game. You know, there was a lot of beef there, personal well, you know, beef, and like I mean, a Super Bowl. I mean, but it was watching it at one a.m. in the morning. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, when it was taking place. So, uh, hey, Jacob, good luck on your studies this week. Thanks so much, Zach. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of the week and the the weekend here. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Zach Schroeder, Jacob Littner joining us. Back with more Caleb Nobles, head coach, UWF interview on the way on the FAM 101.1 FM. And the Pensacola Blue Wahoos have won the Southern League Championship. Playoff ticket packages are on sale now as the Pensacola Blue Wahoos look to defend their Southern League title. As many as four playoff games will be held at Blue Wahoos Stadium from September 21st to September 27th, including every game in which Pensacola could clinch a series win. Any unplayed games will be credited towards a regular season home game in 2024. Don't miss out as the Wahoos chase another championship. To purchase tickets, visit bluewahoos.com. Barnes Feed Store is your one-shop place for everything. For the gardeners, Barnes Feed Store is your plant seeds and fertilizer. Hunter shop now to catch in on the savings and stop by for the Pennington Rackmaster Plot Seed Mix. Barnes Feed Store has a variety of seeds with the best nutrients and protein, including flavor rice bran and deer candy. Barnes Feed Store, locally and family-owned for over 65 years, has all of your needs for pets with pet houses, food supplies, and much more. Don't forget about the Big Green Egg Grill. Barnes Feed Store, located at 8650 North Palafox Street in Ensley. Wednesday edition Sports Roundtable show brought to you by Sandy Sansing Nissan. Yesterday after UWF football practice, we sat down and talked with UWF head football coach Caleb Nobles. Coach, I guess let's start off. Let's go back Saturday. You go into FAMU. You play them very, very tough. Boy, you got them, uh, you know, on the ropes there. Tie game at halftime. Your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean, we we played very well in the first half, but obviously, you know, game is football game is two halves and it's sixty minutes total, uh, and we got to play better. We got to finish better. Uh, we got to coach better. We got to get a, a lot better on the offensive side of the ball and the defense side of the ball and on special team stuff as well. But uh, you know, it starts with us just having that sixty minute focus and attention detail the whole time. Exactly like we had the first half. So what we got to do the second half. Okay, so you sit here two and one. You just got done with your Tuesday practice. Um, what what have you learned about your football team so far? Sitting here two and one, getting ready to go into this big uh, West Georgia conference game. Yeah, we got a resilient bunch. We got a tough bunch, and we got guys who uh, really love to play football and guys that love to get after it and give great effort. Uh, and I, I knew that coming into here. I knew that this is what uh, we had on the roster. Uh, and, and very excited about the guys that, you know, we've added that have come in and made an impact. And I uh, learned a lot about our team. we got some stuff to work on and keep improving. But I like where we're at, and we got to keep heading in that right direction. What makes this team so resiliency then? Yeah, I mean, I think their, their trust and their love for each other. I mean, they're obviously coming off a loss. Uh, we've had two good days of practice and being able to, to practice at a high level. Uh, I think it's how much they care about each other, how much they love each other, uh, and it shows with their effort and their play every game. 
Tuesday practice, uh, what do you plan to accomplish at, at Dorna Tuesday practice? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot more heavier install stuff. Monday's a lighter practice, obviously kind of working some uh, some extra stuff and, and some stuff from the game from the week before. But, um, you know, Tuesday's a heavier install day, uh, and we're trying to just make sure we get everything in that we need to make sure we're ready to go, but also uh, do what the players can function with and, and get our guys in a rhythm. And so that's kind of what we tried to aim for today. You, you feel the scouting report then on West Georgia? Everything is in place then? Yeah, no, definitely. We, we've watched a lot of film since Sunday night. Uh, coaches watch a lot of film on Sunday nights, uh, whether together or separate. And then, uh, you know, do a good job of watching a lot of film on Monday, getting a lot of stuff installed and ready to go, and a lot of film on Tuesday just to uh, be ready. But the hay is in the barn for a lot of the install stuff right now to just be situational work coming in, moving forward. Yeah, what a way to open up conference play. I mean, you get uh, at UWF, you guys got players that are on NFL rosters. West Georgia, I'm sure, same thing. We interviewed the kid over at Saints Rookie Camp, their quarterback from last year. So uh, these two schools, boy, uh, they, they know each other very well. What's it like playing against them? Yeah, I mean, it's been a heated rivalry since uh, you know the program started. Uh, since 2016, the home team has never won this game. Uh, and so that's something that's notable for our guys. And now with them moving up to Division One, this you know, could be the last time we're playing them. So our guys want to go out on top, and they want to they want to win this game and, and be the team that's won the home game. Uh, and, and really, at the end of the day, you know, we're not worried about location. We're just worried about playing at our best and being at our best to do that. Well, what do you know about them this year? What, what they're two and one, two from what I understand. What do you know about them? Yeah, I mean, they're a very well coached bunch. Uh, they got a head coach, a lot of experience that I played for at Valdosta, and so. Uh, you know, they got a lot of really good coaches, a lot of really good players, a lot of speed on the perimeter, uh, some good size on the interior guys in the box, and some linebackers that can really play. And so uh, we got to bring our A game. Our back's against the wall every week is what we talk about, and we got to make sure we're ready to go from play one. It's going to be a fun game for you then, huh, coaching against him? Of course, yeah. I know I've had a couple people text me about it and all that. Just, you know, in my mind, i got to minimize that and just worry about playing and getting our guys to play at their best. Well, what, what, what's the rest of the week then on the schedule here for, for your team as you prepare for Saturday? Yeah, Wednesday will be a pretty good practice, get after it a little bit. Uh, and then Thursday is a much lighter practice, kind of a faster practice to, to play at a high level. Uh, and then Friday is, you know, a walkthrough, kind of make sure we get everybody to know their role and make sure they uh, know what the substitutions are. And then Saturday morning do a walkthrough and then come in ready to go on Saturday afternoon to, to go pregame meal and get after it on Saturday night. What do you have to do to be successful then against this West Georgia team? Yeah, we got we got to run the football. To be honest, and we got to stop the run. That that uh, eliminates a lot of things on both sides of the ball. When you can do that, uh, it slows the pass rush down, and it also makes them have to be on one dimensional if you can stop the run. Uh, and so, keep their quarterbacks in the pocket, make them passers, uh, and, and the same thing. We got to be great at passing the ball and, and really good in pass protection overall for us on the offense side of the ball. Thanks for your time. Yes, Appreciate sir. it. Good luck. Go Argos. Thank you. UWF head football coach Caleb Nobles. Have a great Wednesday for Jim Cagle. This is Paul Chestnut. As you've been listening, Sports Roundtable Show. Check out Sandy Sansing Nissan running the corner Airport Boulevard, Highway 29 in Car City. On the fan, 101.1 FM. Uh-huh.